0: Ever had that frustrating situation where your team comes to you and says they want a pay rise because they can get more working for someone else and you get that sick feeling in your gut as it feels as if giving them a pay rise is just giving yourself a pay cut? Tune into today's podcast where we talk through the strategies to deal with your team wanting more money and how you can deal with this in a way that everyone wins. Welcome to the Profitable Trading Podcast, where we talk about hands-on strategies that you can use in your plumbing, electrical, or similar service business to make more money, get some time back, and make your business less reliant on you. Hope you enjoy, and don't forget to follow. Hi, I'm Tony Fraser-Jones, your host, host of the Profitable Trading Podcast. You should 100% follow, because this is good stuff, Phil. My co-host,
1: Phil Smith. How are you doing, mate? Oh, fantastic, mate. Fan-bloody-tastic. That's good. Yeah. Coming in hot. You are, as always. As always, full of beans. Well, full of full of
0: something. That's right. <laughs> uh, anyway, what are, we talk, right. what are we talking about, Chief?
1: Mate, today we're talking about wages. Now, the wages. labour market is very competitive, as we all know. I think anyone listening is going to be, you know, agreeing with that, nodding along. And obviously, with inflation going up massively all around the world, wages are obviously going up too. Uh, so, other business owners are actively hunting for team members, and lots of business owners are seeing their teams be approached. Uh, plus, people are talking, uh, you know, the suppliers and merchants, and word gets out, and so and so is getting paid 45 bucks an hour, or 50 bucks an hour, and all these crazy numbers going around. And everyone thinks, well, I should get more then. You know, if so and so gets paid this, then what about me? Uh, and then sure enough, your team's going to come and ask for more with the implied threat that if they don't get it, they might go elsewhere, which is super stressful. And honestly, it makes you feel unappreciated. So it should be a good topic today. Let's talk yeah, about ha- that. Yeah, hands up if you've ever felt unappreciated as a business owner. And honestly, put your hand up. I don't care if you're in the car listening yeah, to both this. Both hands up People if you're in the car. watching you. Put your hands up. Just uh, keep an eye on the road. That's right.
0: Uh, it's a toughie, right? It does feel like a real kick in the teeth. Yeah. Uh, and...
1: Sometimes you're like, geez, they're not even grateful that I've given them a job. Yeah. Well, I mean, some of them you – I mean, honestly, some of them were kind of thinking, man, you're lucky to be getting the wage you get, buddy. That's right. (laughs) Yeah, and how how frustrating is that when they're like –
0: kind of average performer and then they're still wanting more money.
1: Yeah, I mean it's tough and it then and tough. then when your best person comes and you're already paying them top dollar and then they come to you sheepishly with the, oh man, I really need a pay rise and, and you're thinking to yourself, man, I'd pay, I'd pay anything to keep you but I, I also still need to make this a business, <laughs> yeah. not a this charity. This is not like a, a charity shop. That's right. That's, that's a newsflash. Right. If you're running a business, it ain't a charity. You should be making profit. hundred percent. And if you're not making profit, please deregister your business. Yeah. Re-register as, as a charity because you'll pay less tax. Yeah, nice,
0: yeah. nice work there. Nice little hacks. Anyway, business as a charity. That could be another whole episode. There's a few people who operate that way. Kind of gets me a bit wound up.
1: That's right. So, <laughs> anyway, topic for another day. Yeah. So I'm sure you have a story to kick us off with the wages.
0: Yeah. Look, we were doing a uh, uh, coaching call. A couple of weeks ago, and uh, one of our members, Logan, uh, has a plumbing business in Sydney, in Australia, has about twenty people in his team. Uh, so he's got a reasonable sized team, uh, and he's had three guys come to him and uh, in, in that that week before and approach him in that last week, saying they can get five bucks an hour more than they're currently getting from him. Now, Logan's actually increased the wages of his team over the last twelve months by about four to five bucks an hour as well. So he's not paying terribly, uh, mm. and you know he was. Absolutely gutted. He felt like he was, you know, just sort of bent over a chair with, with no nothing he could do about it, you know, uh, mm. between a rock and a hard place. And he felt like he, you know, he couldn't go any higher because he wouldn't be able to make any money. And he kind of felt, you know, his words I feel like I'm being blackmailed a little bit here, mm. uh, which is, you know, massively uh, frustrating. And you feel like you don't have any sort of levers to pull. Uh, and for him, his concern was, you know, if one leaves, well, three or four or five or six might go as well. And, you know, that just made him feel pretty sick in the gut, to be honest. Yeah. So he w- he was, you know, pretty down about this. Uh, and, you know, Logan, I'd say, is what you'd call a pretty decent employer. Like, he's not not terrible mm. uh, at all. He looks after his team. So it was, you know, really frustrating. And, and I think this this story, this situation is something that's going around a lot, to be honest. Uh, and so I guess the first thing I said to Logan uh, on that call was, you know, I explained to him that the fact that his guys came and talked to him about it, that's actually a good sign for a start. A hundred percent. It means they've got some respect for him, uh, and you know, if they had no respect, they didn't care, they'd just take another job and they'd be gone. Yeah, ultimately,
1: uh, if they come to you, it means they don't actually want to leave. Um, they're trying to make this work, right? You know, if if they really, you know, were fine with taking that extra money, they wouldn't have come to you. They'd just say. Hey, yep, um, I'm off. Here's my resignation. And yep. you'd ask why and then they'd tell you because yep. I'm getting $5 yep. somewhere else. So
0: so this is the good news team if you're listening. Uh, if they come and say, you know, I can get somewhere, some more somewhere else, that's a good sign. It means they've got some respect for you so you've got something to work with and it probably means there's a lot of stuff there in your business that they like and it is a hassle for them to shift as well.
1: Yeah. Uh, so that's,
0: that's a thing. I don't know, if you are listening, maybe you've had a similar situation, uh, maybe you have got friends, uh, you know, in the same industry, trades that that are having the similar situation. But it's definitely something that's going around a lot. And I think we should jump into this because, hey, if you start losing people, yeah, there's nothing worse. Well, there's one thing worse than not being able to hire someone. It's losing good people.
1: Yeah, and you definitely can have a domino effect. Like that fear Logan had about one leaving and then another leaving, another leaving. That it's not an unfounded fear. That is a real possibility if you can't deal with this properly. Um, and you know, obviously. It is something we want to get on top of, right? I mean, it'd be devastating to lose multiple team members in one hit. So, um, yeah. I think there's definitely some problems if we can't get this right. Like, you know, if we don't have a plan for dealing with people asking for raises, you know, we can run into some pretty big roadblocks. 100%. People will leave. They will leave. Yeah. Uh, And that's going to leave you short.
0: Look, if you own a contracting-type business, service contracting business, the people you have are your factory. Yeah. And that's the size of your factory. If you lose people, your factory's got smaller. You can do less work. You can make less money probably more pressure comes back on you. It's just more difficult. Yeah, 100%. Obviously, your ability to service your clients goes down. You just can't get to some of their work. Maybe you let them down. Maybe they leave, you know, go to someone else because you just can't meet their needs. I think this is important and probably not something we talk about. You often actually feel angry and unappreciated. Yeah, that's huge. And that's and huge. I, I totally get that. I felt like that uh, yeah. as an employer. I think all employers have. you just like, man, you ungrateful, flipping so-and-so, right? Yeah. So, feeling un- unappreciated is a big problem.
1: Yeah, it's tough. Yep. It's tough. And it's a massive reality. Like yep. even if what they're asking for is completely, you know, fair enough in their mind, it, it always hurts, right? Because yep. it's like, man, it is what we're doing right now, it's not good enough. You're unhappy. Like, man, look at all the stuff I've done for you. Like all the money I'm already paying, you all the little perks that we put in place, all the things I do so we can have fun and, and enjoy this place and it's still not enough. That that's what it feels like, right?
0: Yep, yep. And it, yeah. and it feels like there's no gratitude for actually providing the opportunity for employment uh, yep. in the first place. And this is another whole question, but you know, people think opportun- uh, employment is a right, and in some ways it is, but it's also a responsibility. And and maybe hundred percent, maybe they just don't get that either. You're, not you, do. you're not you owed it. yeah. It's
1: not a right, and employment is not a right. It absolutely is not it's something you need to earn. That's why they say it's earning money. Uh, you don't just get given money because you exist. That's kind of ridiculous i'll stand put my hand up and say it yeah
0: well we well we
1: could get started on that. yeah let's not uh, go too could, far down that track into political, political, beliefs, political but, uh, beliefs but um yeah. but i think the fact is is like an employment opportunity is an opportunity and it's something you must earn and continue to earn and so when somebody comes and basically says you know i feel like not only am i earning it but you're not coming to the party it, it hurts it does hurt it 100%, yep. and yeah and your, your profit's going to go down because you just can't get through as much work
0: i mean it it's just a simple reality uh, yeah if people leave that's right but, but we sorry mate we can, you, can get this right we can get this right <laughs> I'm we should on try your and get toesie. this right yeah we yeah, should yeah. get this right that's right yeah, yeah. Um, well the first thing is you're going to retain people which is great it's you know retaining people is is massive yeah uh, you build an even better team because you'll 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 start to work on the culture and and really understand some of the things that drive people in employment so i think that's important your business can grow it can be more profitable uh, and you know team is critical to lifestyle Freedom yep. is what people want from business. They talk about also, you know, if you're a business owner, you might talk about, I want more holidays. I want to be able to, you know, coach my son's little league team or football team. I yep. want to be able to go to dance recitals for my daughter, you know, spend more time with my spouse or partner. But that's all about freedom. And you've got to have a good team to create freedom. As simple as that. 100%. Uh, and next thing, probably something to think about is you can start linking pay increases to productivity and performance and perhaps new skills gained as well. So rather than just giving people money because they ask for it, it's like, or there can be some sort of quid pro
1: quo here. Yeah, uh, well so, you're at this level right now, yeah. the next level looks like this, it comes with this pay packet, so once you're able to demonstrate these skills then that's what you'll get. Yep. And it actually what that does is it actually creates a lot of future for them because they start to see a pathway, so rather than I just need to be paid because I'm still here and if you want me to continue to still be here then I need more money, Um that's actually, again, that's not how things work, right? Like do a better job or you do more of a job or you do a higher responsibility job and sweet, there's more money involved. But if they can see the pathway, you know, where I need to work to and what I need to improve on, what I need to add, you know, what strings to be added to my bow, um, then it's a lot clearer, you know, and, and it can negate that whole thing of I need more money just because. Yep. So we'll dig into all yeah, of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I guess the thing here that's really important to kick off with is uh, you
0: might feel unappreciated you might think they're being unreasonable uh, and it might hurt but the reality is you can't blame people for wanting the best they can get
1: yeah and of and not. You,
0: you'd be the same you can't blame your team for wanting to get the best result that they can get for themselves yeah and so that's that's important and inflation happens prices go up and wages do go up yeah 100%. that is actually a reality of of life
1: yeah well I mean like you'd be looking at it around right now and I mean I I've even noticed the sandwich I used to always buy from the shop across the street. Um, man, before all the lockdowns, that was six dollars. It's eleven dollars now. Seriously. Eleven dollars. And I mean, this is sort of I mean, it's been two years, but I feel like two years is not a normal price change to go from six to eleven. Um, you know, there's a lot of factors in there and inflation's a big part of it. You can't have the sandwich across the street, you know, basically doubling in price, fuel doubling in price, you know, rent going up cost of everything going up and somehow wages don't go up along with it like that you know, this is a natural thing. maybe uh, Linda's lunch bar has listened to our podcast on the power of price hey Linda if you're listening can you just turn this off because I need to save money on my sandwich come on um, but seriously you know like things can't go up and you stay the same that's just there's not how things yep. work so, so
0: wages will go up and we can't blame people for wanting the best that they can get I think that's that's the first thing mm.
1: And and another
0: thing here is um, th- I think there's an attitude and, and this may be a bit confronting if you're listening and it's it's kind of an old attitude, but I think it's one we need to talk about. It's the attitude is that there's no way that this guy's worth that much. And mm. I hear that a lot. There's no way he's worth that much or no way she's worth that much. I, I think that's not particularly helpful sometimes because sometimes even if they're an average performer, the market has shifted, it's changed a lot and they may well actually be worth that much on the open market now.
1: Yeah. And I mean, again, things do change in price. My dad has a, a great little uh, story he loves to tell me, which is, you know, when I was young, I used to be able to go to the fish and chip shop and I could get unlimited chips and two sausages and a piece of fish and blah, 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 and it was all only $2. And I'm like, yeah, the future is now, old man. Like, You know, like the fact is it's like that was worth it then, but I mean, like now, like that's laughable. Of course that's you couldn't right. do that. And so if back then you had said, you know, the prices as they are now, People would have said, "It's no way it's worth that much," and it's the same with your people, right? There's no way they're worth that much. I mean, I remember when you could get a you know A-grade top-level tradesman um, for twenty-eight bucks an hour, <laughs> which I mean, that's just ridiculous now. You can't do that. Um, so I think the thing is, is they're worth more now, and people become worth more over time. They do. And uh, Sparky Dad is wise. Yeah, my dad actually is a, an electrician. Yeah, Sparky uh, Dad. Sparky Dad, and. Um, <laughs> yeah, he lo he loves his old uh, his old stories. That's right. Mine's Farmer yeah. Dad. Farmer Dad. Farmer Dad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, mate. Anyway. Salt of the earth, these guys. That's right. That's, that's right. That's uh says a lot about us, eh? Yeah, yeah. That's why we, we're brought up so well, mate. That's right. That's solid it. characters. That's it. So um so mate, I think like big thing for me is because people do keep getting you know more and more valuable, I mean like prices go up, it's true. Uh one of the best things to be is proactive, right? I think that's huge. So uh, if at all possible, if you can preempt or be proactive
0: about how you deal with uh, wages for your team, that is massive—a uh, massively important thing to do. Much better to be on the front foot and be offering uh, wage increases, you know, as part of your process of managing your team, rather than fielding off offers from them when they come to you, because the power balance is totally different. That's right. So you you need to keep the power, and this is something as a leader and a manager, you actually need to be across, because these are your most important asset. They're the thing that are most valuable, frankly. Uh, So what we pay them is actually, it is kind of important. Uh, So, you know, are we doing some regular performance reviews and having some discussions? Are we doing 20s? Are we, you know, 20s are sort of 20-minute coaching session, which you teach our members to do, which are great. And do we have a regular salary review process in our business? You know, at least annually, where we actually go through the salary off people and we do some benchmarking,
1: figure out where things are at and then tweak accordingly. Well this is huge because I mean Tony if I come to you off my own back and say hey Tony look I've noticed that you're doing a bunch of great work man and actually you've levelled up to this next stage and so I want to put your pay up, you'd be like wow man I didn't expect that but on the other hand if you come to me and say hey Phil I think I've been doing better work blah, blah blah I want you to put my pay up, then if I do it it's not a wow experience, it's a back to status quo Whereas if I front foot it with you and I bring you a pay rise that you haven't yet asked for, then actually it's going from status quo to amazing. So rather than you know, being a low experience where they're unhappy and I've brought it back to normal, I'm able to take you from normal to great. And it's probably the same pay rise but it's, it's all about who has the power and who gets there first. So if you can preempt this stuff and be proactive, you have a really happy team. Um, whereas if you're always at their whim and even though you're doing the same pay rises in the end, they're the ones which are unhappy and you're just bringing them back to normal.
0: Yeah, right on, man. So hold the power and give the wow experience. Now, where do you want to sit with wages? I think that's an important topic. My um, my take on this, and I'm really, um, really big on this, I think you want to be nearer the top. You want to be in the top 25%, mm. uh, at least of, of wages in your industry. And there's a, a simple reason for that. Good people want to be paid well, and they deserve to be paid well, and you want to have good people. So that's that's one thing. I mean, yeah. And so we want to do that. Be in the top twenty five percent. You don't have to be the exact top, mm. uh, and there's some other reasons for that, which we'll bust into. But try and be in the top twenty five percent. The other thing with that is it actually gives you some power. Yeah. Because if you are, you know, nearer the top, then you've got more leverage than
1: than they have, if that makes sense. Because well, you know, where else are they going to go? Yeah. And you're getting paid good money to be here, yep. so I can expect a higher level of performance um I'm going to get more people that are coming to me because the word gets out right like hey you know Tony pays great you know great hourly rate um so you're gonna have more people coming to you rather than you're scraping around to try to get somebody and convince them to come for that low wage like you know there's heaps of benefits to this
0: good people are better like good people are way more productive as well, so it's probably worth it you know like yeah you know if you have a cracker tradesperson, they're worth one and a half of an average one. Yeah, Any Mike McCallowitz talks about the yeah. old A's
1: and B's, right? Yeah, so yeah. like, you know, if you have an A, you know, someone who you'd rate as an A, they're amazing. You have people that are like B, they're okay. People that are C that are, you know, honestly, they're lucky to still be employed. Yeah. Um, so with that, you know, Mike McCallowitz says one A is worth three B's and one B is worth three yeah. C's. So the fact is if all you can attract is B's and C's because you're not willing to pay the A's what they're all worth, um, you just need more of them. To get the same amount of stuff yeah. done, and as a Cost result, you, you probably pay the same, if not more, yep. uh, in the long run. Yep. Um. So you're better to be able to attract those A-level players. Right? And,
0: and the other thing is, you think long term about having great tradespeople. They can train your apprentices, and they'll do a That's good right. job of that. Rather than average people who, will, you know, they can't train people above the level they're at. So and they I can think step
1: up to development opportunities. You know, yep. you're looking for ops managers, estimators, yep. you know, site supervisors, foremen. I mean, like great tradesmen can step into these roles. Yep. Whereas you know, if you've got B-level or C-level tradesmen. Uh, now you have the added thing of having to hire above them in order to get you know, any extra infrastructure, um, which they'll also be unhappy about because they're like, where's my opportunity? And now, now you've got another whole dynamic that you didn't want to deal with. This
0: is the interesting thing. like, The best performers who you pay well are less worried about they they whine less about money
1: than average performers as well. It's 100%. like a weird thing. I I never yeah.
0: quite understand that, but it's definitely a thing, right?
1: Yep, that's right. So the thing that you know those top performers want, they just want recognition for the fact that they are good. They want to be recognized for that, and pay is one of the easiest scoreboards for them to get that. But usually, they're not actually desperately in need of the pay. It's more of a you know feeling appreciated, and I think that's real important. Um, you know, like for anybody, I mean, you do get to a point where it's like, if I got a bit more money, yeah, it's nice, it doesn't change my life. You know, not massively.
0: Well, I'd love to dig into that because I know something you've talked about before is, you know, when, when um, and you've talked about clients when they've had this situation, our members of profitable trading, uh, million dollar trading, is uh, this sort of lifestyle burn. You know, when mm. someone's going to get, they're the thinking of leaving for a couple of extra bucks an hour, mm. uh, w- w- you know, their lifestyle burn rate goes up as well. Like, do you want to talk about that a bit, mate? Because yeah. I think that's actually yeah, really Yeah, percent
1: Well, like if you think about this, like an extra three dollars per hour is something like $80, bucks, you know, per week in the hand once you once you're taxed. Um, now if you talk about that with the guys, you know, like where is that $80 bucks actually going to go? I think is the first thing you want to think about. Now again, even a two dollar an hour pay rise, you know, like two dollars an hour. They work forty hours a week, that's eighty dollars, but then tax comes off, which is why, you know, three dollars mm-hmm. an hour you really net eighty. But, you know, whatever it is, 2 or $3 an hour is a substantial pay rise and you've probably got, you know, 50 to $80 in your hand after tax um, as the employee. Now what do you do with that? For a lot of your guys, the younger guys, and honestly that's probably one round at the bar, you know, that's one round in after work beers or, you know, it's a round of golf on the weekend or honestly, it's an Uber drive uh, to yeah. the party and back. That's it. Uh, so the fact is, is that money doesn't go very far. It's not like that money is you know changing their life, allowing them to achieve big goals in the rest of their life. That kind of stuff. It's not actually going to tick that box. So when you start talking about this, it's like, what's really in it for you? Why do you? you know, what are you going to do with that extra money? What are you trying to achieve? Oh, it's you know, it'd be good to have the extra money. I'm like, cool. What for? Like, I really want you to be able to put this to good use and, and achieve your goals. No one wants money. They want what the money does. So what's the money going to do for you? And when you really start digging into that, what you often find is that the money that you know, I'm going to give you, even a $5 an hour pay rise, you're still not going to achieve the thing you want. So what are we really talking about here? What do you really need to learn or what do you need to do differently? What budgeting do you need to get across? How do you, you know, do you need to learn how to get money to work for you? Do you need to learn about investing or where you can put some money? Do you need to learn about if you want to get into a house, you know, buy a house? Do you need to learn more about the property market? Do you need to learn, you know there's a lot of stuff that that can actually be a benefit which isn't just another couple of dollars per hour and I'm probably jumping ahead a bit here but I think the big thing is what people really want is brightness of future, they want the ability to achieve goals uh, and to have a better life and so when they start talking about money what they really mean is either a feeling of being underappreciated because they're below market value or a feeling of not being able to get ahead on things they want to achieve in their life. And so what you really need to be able to do is say, like, hey man, maybe part of this is a pay rise but I think what we're really talking about here is something bigger, so should we look at how we might be able to achieve that too? And then that might be an incentive that you could provide, You know, hey look, if everybody smashes their KPIs or if we achieve this milestone over the next quarter or something, I'll put everybody through a property course or I'll get this investing coach to come in and talk to the team, something like that. Um, and actually with that, you, you probably actually hit the mark a lot better than just the pay rise. Mate, I think that's, that's huge.
0: Sorry, get my uh, mouth back over the microphone. Go for That's it. huge. Um, and this is the second part of what I wanted to talk about today is that money is only part of the equation mm. uh, and, and money will be the issue if they don't have anything else to tie them in to you That's as it. an employer. Uh, so it's just like, you know, if you go buy a car and they're kind of the same, exactly the same car, you'll obviously buy the cheapest one. But if one's like a, a really nice tricked out car, you'll pay more for that. Yeah. Uh, it's the same sort of thing. So we want. if you want to hold good people, you need to pay them appropriately, but you need to do a bunch of other stuff to hold them and, and maintain them and, and and retain them. That's the key thing that we're driving at here. And I think you've started to touch on that. And yeah. the, I guess culture is the thing here that we're talking about yep. because money is not the only motivator. And That's it's right. brightness of future. It's how we teach them to be, you know, a better human being. How we show uh, empathy and respect and trust and 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 really nurture them as a person is is massive. Yeah, uh, all
1: of that sort of stuff is is a huge part of that. How we be an employer of choice is is really what we're getting at. Yeah, that's right. And I mean, end of the day, like again, I I remember Tony. We talk about lifestyle burn. I remember being on an income that was probably twenty percent of what I'm on now um, in terms of total income. I lived in the same house with the same mortgage, um, I had the same, oh I had less kids at the time but I did I did have children, I had one kid at the time um, and like shit man, honestly like life was exactly the same, I wasn't without anything, um, I'm really not that much different now, I mean I've got a few other opportunities in terms of what I can achieve in life but the reality is, is it's not that much different. Um, Now, you might say, oh, well, you were probably on moonbeams back then, too, and now you're just on more. No, it's not that. It's literally just that when you earn more money, you just spend more money, right? And I'm sure everybody listening can relate to that. Your guys will relate to it, too. The big difference is having stuff that you can achieve outside of that. And that's really where the money ends up going now. But the big thing is when you start getting into that, what you find is now you need more money to keep up with that, too. So (laughs) you you live with the same problems. And I think you need to be tied into those goals, those longer term goals, or otherwise you'll always be coming back for more money because now you just need different money for different stuff.
0: Yeah. And the, the key thing here, which I think is massive, and I want everyone listening to get this, you know, get this across to you is money is part of the equation here for why people leave. Uh, but there's a whole bunch of other reasons why they will leave or stay. Mm. Uh, and so as long as the money is in the right ballpark, top 25%, if you get all this other stuff right, this has more impact at that that's stage. Right. And that's, that's basically been a great employer. Yeah, uh, and it's it's a bunch of stuff like, you know, do people know what's expected of them at work? Yeah, and do they know? Is it really clear on what success looks like? Are there clear systems and processes in place? Are there good clients to work with? Do they have the materials and the equipment they need to do their work right? You know, for example, um, talking with a with a, a business the other day uh, who who has employed some staff who had come from a business where the supplies were often not delivered to the job site till you know lunchtime. This kept happening and the people were sitting around all day, it was disorganized. Yeah. It just made a horrible experience for the employees. So being organized, for example, is is a great thing. Yeah. Uh,
1: do people have the opportunity to do their best work? You know, are they are they given opportunities? This is huge, man. Massive, because honestly like if you get A players, A players want to win. That's why they're A players. That's how they got there. Um so if you don't give them opportunities to win and opportunities to be great, um they become super unsatisfied.
0: Yeah, uh, you know, has someone given you some recognition? Like, if you're giving recognition and praise for doing good work, that's enormously important. Yeah, Um, massive. People uh, feel like they cared about as a person. Now, this might sound all touchy-feely, but it's unbelievably important. The research is clear, you know. You want
1: your your supervisor or the boss of the business to actually care about you as a person, that's massive. And dude it's so easy to get this wrong because honestly like when things are going right you're like yeah well they should go right. Someone does a good job you're like well that's cool they're doing their job and then something goes wrong and you jump on it. Yep. And it's easy to catch people doing something wrong but I suppose what you really need to focus on is catch them doing something right because if you do that they feel appreciated and the number one uh, researched reason that people leave jobs, it's often misquoted, it says it's that people are leaving bad bosses But the actual reasons given most commonly is that they feel underappreciated, which gets rolled into, I'm leaving a bad boss. But I don't actually think they're always a bad boss. They just forget to appreciate the good work done. That's the number one reason people leave.
0: And isn't that ironic because at the start of this episode, we're talking about how we as employers feel unappreciated when people ask for more money. Yeah. The the interesting thing is that often what we want is what we need to give in any relationship. And so showing appreciation is, is massive. Another thing is that they need people to, you know, Be concerned about their development as a person. So you need to be actually. What am I doing for this? What's the next step? What's the brightness of future? Where where does this lead? That's massively important. You know, valuing their opinions. Yeah. Uh, Making sure that uh, the rest of the team is doing quality work. Like a rubbish employee will, you know, wreck the whole business if you if you let it. Yeah. Uh, So it's having good standards as well. It's having friends at work. Like one of the things that. Uh, correlates with job satisfaction and productivity is having a best friend at work. Now, it doesn't have mm. to be your your BFF. Uh, I've got a five-year-old daughter, and she's already talking about BFFs. <laughs> Goodness
1: me. It's, oh, uh,
0: it's, and it changes every day, of course. Oh, of course. But yeah. having good friends and social connection at work, what are you doing to build that? Because people don't want to leave their friends. They don't want to leave their community. So if you build a great community as a business, much less likely to leave.
1: Well, dude, Tony, I've actually seen this a bunch of times with our clients where someone comes and they're like, hey, you know, dude came to me uh, for a pay rise. And when we dig, dig uh, deeper and deeper, what we find is actually that that person had three or four really good friends that worked there. And over time, those three or four friends have all left for various reasons, not even any fault of the owner. They weren't even necessarily unhappy. But now this person's there all alone. They don't enjoy it anymore. And then they come and they want more money. It's actually just a reflection of, I just oh, I just don't feel right anymore. It's not fun it's anymore. It's not fun anymore. So really, like, why am I even here? What am I even doing every day? Like, And then that's going to manifest into the only thing that they know how to communicate, which is, I want to pay rice. But that's actually not the problem. It's, it's just the only thing to kind of, it's like the Band-Aid to put on the bullet hole, yeah, really.
0: that's right. So the thing that here is when people do come and say they want more money, it's like, okay, we can deal with that at the time, and there's a few strategies for that, and maybe you can you know, link getting some new skills, you know, say, hey, well, when you can do this type of work, we'll give you this money. And when you get that that job nailed, then you can get that money. So that's some brightness of future. Mm. Uh, but the key thing is here, yeah, pay them in the top 25%. Realise that wages go up, they do, uh, and you do need to meet the market. But work really hard on all that other stuff, the company culture, the being the employer of choice, making it a great place to work, because that's the bonds, the sticky stuff. It's that real sticky stuff that mm. people don't want to leave. They don't want to leave their mates, their community, a place that cares about them, the place that they feel are like home. And I know this feels all touchy feeling it feels like hard work, but hey,
1: it's a lot less work than having to do it all yourself. Yeah, and I think you're dead right, mate. So that the place where, the only place I've ever worked that gave a shit about whether or not I actually get ahead of my life and my personal goals um, is a really hard place to leave. Because if I get a couple of dollars extra per hour somewhere else but I don't get any of that development or achievement of long term goals, um, it's actually not as fulfilling. And I think the lock nut on top of all of this, um, you know, for any of you listening thinking this is all great but where does the money come from? You pass it on to your clients, okay? That's that's the whole key here is that you should make the same margin on the new rate, okay? You pass that on.
0: Yeah, and this is, this is huge. So your job is to, you know, have a margin between what it costs you and what you charge your 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 clients and so if your if your costs go up then we need to pass that on to our our clients and that's unbelievably important and, and in this environment people understand that that's happening all the time. Yeah. Now, you know, it's it's easy if you've got short-term contracts or quick turnarounds. For some of you listening and for Logan in this uh, at the start here, he had a bunch of really long-term contracts which mm. made that difficult to do. Yep. Doesn't mean you can't actually build the margins because part of you know, it can be a challenge, and maybe you need to look at your strategy in terms of your marketing and, and the type of work you're doing. That could be part of the equation here. Maybe get a little bit of a different mix where you can actually pass on the wages uh, yep. bill more quickly. Build that cash flow up. But while at the you're same time, changing. get your team around and say, "Hey, guys, look. This is our this is our position. This is what a great employer does. This is where we're at. We've got all these contracts. I want to pay you guys more. I know the market's moving. Hey, let's talk about how we can make this work. You know, yep. how how can we?" build the productivity of the business how can we get more savvy so that it's taking us less time there's less mistakes yeah uh, and, where are we losing time right where now? are we losing time and you can get some of the the margin back that way as well it doesn't all have to come through price although you definitely should be looking at that but it can come by getting the team invested in and making it
1: a win-win as well yeah, and if you're worried about passing that on guys, just remember my little sandwich story, uh, look the sandwich was $6, it's now $11, the petrol was $1 a litre, it's now $3 a litre, Like everything's getting more expensive so don't be surprised if wages are getting more expensive and don't feel weird about your service becoming more expensive, it's the same market, alright it would be ridiculous for everything to get more expensive but your prices stay the same, that's nuts. So look the value of your staff goes up, the value of your service goes up too, this is a normal thing and people are not going to balk. Because it makes well, not sense. If, not if they want the jobs done. Yeah, and if they say, hey, that's weird. It seems quite expensive. You're like, yeah, well, sweet, man. Look, look at look my at, wage bill. Yeah, and look at look at, look at at the sandwich across the yeah. street. Look at the price of gas. Look at the price of everything. Look, mate, it gets more expensive. Sorry. That's right. Yeah. Um, anyway, let's land this plane. All righty. So getting your team poached
0: or having them ask for more money, it is stressful for sure. And you often feel like you have little uh, power in the situation. But you do have power if you take a proactive approach. Yes, it does take some work, uh, but it's a way better option than losing good people and the effect that that has on you and your business. Thanks for listening. Now, if you enjoyed the podcast, there's four ways we can help your business. Number one, grab a free copy of my book called The Profitable Trading. and it's at ProfitableTradieBook.com forward slash podcast. Two, join my free Facebook group at profitabletrady.com forward slash group. Three, subscribe to my YouTube channel. Just search Profitable Tradie in the YouTube search bar. Or four, book a free 15-minute phone call to find out about our coaching programs at profitabletradycom forward slash podcast or if you can't remember any of that just check out the session notes